Hey, what's up, guys? It's Rico from Made in China Podcast, and this is part two of my interview with Nick Ramil. Epic, epic stuff. I think in this episode, we talked a little bit more about the future of Enter China. Um, we talked about, you know, the reasons why I stepped down. Uh, we talked about Nick's, you know, books that inspire Nick. What What is his future? What keeps him going right now, even though he's, you know, as successful as he's been? Um, just a lot of gold, a lot of uh, amazing pieces of knowledge that uh, me and Nick talked about, and the reasons why a lot of entrepreneurs don't succeed, and you know the the, the negative mindsets that people have, the mental masturbation, if you will, that a lot of uh, entrepreneurs go through. So, without further ado, enjoy the episode. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product. Of me. Obviously, our relationship's in a good place.、Uh, what about you and Tim? How has that evolved since、uh, you start to focus more on Brink and now back with DC, and then Tim with his with Vincero and, and other projects? Yeah, man, we're still good friends, you know.、Uh, so there's Tim, Aaron, and Sean,、mm-hmm. and me、uh, on on Vincero、uh, when we launched it, and that was the same time around when、uh, Brink started to pop up on the radar. And I'd say I, I went through the same dilemma: like, shoot, what is the, what am I supposed to do? You know, because I can't do it all. And you know, we're still on good terms. I was with Sean. Last week here in Hong Kong, because he popped over for some manufacturing stuff. Vincero scaling like a son of a gun, which is awesome. And you know to see to see them living the life they want to live makes me so happy. And I know they feel the same for me. We're still good friends, as you would expect. It's just harder to communicate when they live in North. I mean, I'm sure you know this too.、Mm-hmm. You know, when they live in North America, and I'm still here in Hong Kong. It's like there's maybe five to six hours you're able to communicate within a day. Yeah.、Uh, so you know. That being said,、uh, do plan to go to San Diego in a few months.、Um, I was supposed to. Tim and me were were playing phone tag over his、uh, on his birthday,、uh, you know, a few weeks ago. But still need to follow up with that guy. Yeah, it's like for me, I'm, I'm I've got like a. I've got a call scheduled that、uh, with one of my best friends for my birthday, and my birthday was two days ago. But we could only make it work at like 11 p.m. today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's right. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, man. It's like when we when we get together, like a kid, you know. When I got I got with Sean, you know, last week, and we met up. It was just like how it was when we were in college, you know. Same thing. Ten ten years later now, and but of course. Being able to communicate when you're at the then that's that's the real friendship, right? It's like you know we may not have the messaging back and forth or the the frequent dinners or or beers that we used to have or what have you, but you know when you get together and and the relationship's still intact, that's the best part. Speaking of relationships, friends,、uh, how did you when you first came to China? Like, how did you get started with with networking? Man, I wish.、Uh, quite honestly, we didn't. And you know that was, in hindsight, that was absolutely a big mistake. I mean, would I again wouldn't change it? But you know, we hung out in our circle. We came as a group of six.、Uh, we were all went to university together, and obviously, you know, we're going to be a pretty tight circle because we came over to China together. So、okay. we were busy hanging out in our circle, and then with the people in our circle. So that would be other English teachers. Right,、mm-hmm. like we didn't branch out, we didn't go to startup or entrepreneurship things. We, you know, on, you know on, there's like startup grind, and there's all these other programs that you can go take advantage of and meet like-minded people. Right, yeah, hardware again, massive. Yeah, hardware massive. Like, you know, that's the importance of that community, and we didn't do that for a long time, and it really stunted our growth. So. We eventually started to, and ever since, again, this is this is another aspect into the reason we have the Enter China community, right? Like seeing people being able to plug in and go right into asking, they get to ask you about sourcing and manufacturing. Like, you know how kind of crazy that is. 
that you could have no idea about doing anything in China. And then you can go and, direct. Yeah, to the source of someone who lives and breathes it every single day. Yeah, like so, I was on a call with, uh, what's her name, Desiree, on I think it was Monday or, or well, maybe late last week. And I talked to her for 30 minutes about how to visit, what she should look out for when she visits a factory and that whole process. So it's stuff like that. And that's just, I mean, I'm not, obviously I didn't charge her for it. It's just because she's a new member. And she, yeah. she reached out and she was serious about what she's doing. And she, I could see that she's made a lot of steps in progress already. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I was like more than happy to, to help out. And yeah, man, do you know, like, I mean, that's pretty invaluable. Like that 30 minute call could have saved her, you know, 30 days or more, mm-hmm. not even joking. And, and that's fantastic. So yeah. And for anybody who, who goes anywhere new and regardless of doing business or life or, or whatever it is, whatever you're interested in or whatever it is you want to learn about there's a community there's groups there's meetups there's facebook groups there's forums blogs you name it go after it right because what, what's better than getting involved in the scene right away i remember we we stuck to ourselves and then we stuck to the circles we knew and and that was absolutely a mistake so you uh, mean me and you both like to uh I like to go out, or at least I, I, I've cut down a lot. Uh, I, I'm still cutting down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't have the time. and it's, it, it is a distraction to a certain extent. Oh, yeah. And I think that, especially when you're teaching English in China, it's like you're making, you know, $3,000 <laughs> a month, pot- potentially more, and then you're spending maybe 600 to to 1000 on expenses and everything else is disposable income. Yeah. Uh, how did you avoid getting distracted were you conscious about it (laughs) we got distracted a lot i I also think it uh you know when you move somewhere with your your best friends yeah you're it's you're bound from and you're 22 you're bound to want to continue have a good time and then and then you start a business that you know we started a business that enabled us to drink and generate revenue. <laughs> like, like, you know how kind of crazy that is? Uh, it sounds like sourcing know. in China. Dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like with the factories, like it's um and for us it's like, you know, we were twenty four and it was like, wait a second, like we can make money from this? Yeah. Uh and and of course, you know, it wasn't like we weren't that naive, but we definitely got distracted and we were conscious, but for us, for me, even uh, I mean, especially being here in Hong Kong, as you know, the the nightlife here uh, is pretty pretty uh, pretty up there for compared to the rest of the world. You know, there's only a few cities that can that can hang with it, and uh, it all came down to, to focusing on the goals, like the long term goals, rather than the temporary, you know, those temporary pleasures, if you will. And I mean, even right now, like this month. I'm going to spend half this month uh, working remotely with our remote team in the Philippines. And also, you know, there's a boys trip in uh, mixed in with that as well. And, you know, it's just, you know, I think about that. And again, it's more, it's having that more mature mindset, right? Like there's no doubt. uh, Let's see. It's Wednesday here in Hong Kong. There's no doubt, you know, there's horse races. Uh, there's you know Wednesdays are a great night to go out in certain neighborhoods in the city no doubt I could go out and have a fantastic night but it's really the the ability to focus on the bigger picture and and to be quite honest with you I started caring so much more uh like you said about being so busy like I cannot go crazy and then have a day like I should have mm-hmm. that that I'm supposed to have, and when I'm operating, when I'm operating at like sixty or seventy percent, nothing makes me more frustrated because it's like I'm wasting. Like for me, it is, and when I'm wasting my time, that is the most expensive thing to me, and I hate it. You know, so it's like there, there's reasons, there's holidays, there's birthday parties, there's um, you know, big business celebrations where it's like, all right, you, you know, go for it. Right. But if you're just doing it to do it, it's like, that's a, from now on, I, I tell all the founders and community members, like any, you have to think about every single minute and I'm not even trying to exaggerate, but like every single minute you spend not focusing on your goals, goals and driving there, you're, you're wasting it. You know, you're spending it somewhere else. And that is, that is 
an investment that you will forever lose. So, you know, you want to go party, fine, but no, you've put yourself one day further away from where you want to be. That's exactly how I feel. Like I was talking to one of my buddies last week, and he was like, "Man, I think you're working uh, too much." Because I was, I was, t- I was talking about my schedule. And uh, I was just like, man, like the way my days are set up, like I'm drinking green juice in the morning, protein shake. I'm going to the gym. I'm eating super clean, healthy food, uh, mm-hmm. grilled grilled meats, no fat, vegetables. And whenever I eat one of those, whenever I eat my food, whenever I drink my protein shakes, whenever I drink the, the juice, I go to the gym. It gives me more energy to work more. And then I feel great about having, you know, accomplished however I were much more however the amount of stuff that i accomplish in a day and then mm-hmm. the other thing is like um i look at it like uh somebody else could be working at the same you know level as me but then i'm outworking them so i'm going to get we're going to get to the same destination but i'm just going to get there faster and i want to so yeah that's yeah. The, that's and you'll get there at. you'll get there faster and who knows where you're going to go from there right yeah. it could be again man as we talked about earlier in this it's crazy how many connections there have been in this podcast, but it's, it's that speed. That speed kills mm-hmm. if you get there. Uh, you know, obviously, the quality to the customer. And then, as you said, that I always think about that, too. Whenever I'm feeling tired, like this morning, I've told you, man, it's, I've probably, it's Wednesday. I've already done a 40-hour week because of some things that are urgent that I had to get out uh, by tomorrow mm-hmm. and today. And it's like, and when I'm tired, when I wake up, uh, and I feel like just laying there, I immediately start thinking, you know, some like one old Nick would be so pissed at current Nick if you lay here. And two, you know, they, they, I'm just, you know, I took one of those personality quizzes and, and competitiveness was my number one trait. And it's like, I'm always thinking, you know, there's someone, you know, you're resting, someone's working mm-hmm. like you, like what you were thinking and what you were saying. So that that's just a peer motivator right there for me. See, this is an awesome segue to. Where do you see EC going? So I'm a professional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's incredible, man. Uh, I mean, where do I see it going? It, it really comes down. Well, quite honestly, now that Brink acquired it just last month, like, you know, in March is when we we agreed to all the terms, and I'm back in the driver's seat, and, and the, the resources we're going to get from Brink, from content to the services – to the brain trust, to the space, to the connections and the relationships, everything from the earliest stage to, you know, global distribution. You know, like Brink, our, the the founding team itself, you know, has 75 years experience manufacturing and we've shipped over 100 million products around the world. You know, like then, and then when you look at the way the team is built, like we've put together just teams of experts in their vertical and we've just lined them up to understand the true, you know, scalability, uh, the true at, at speed scalability of a hardware business. So where do I see it going is to the moon, man. I, I really, one, it, it, I feel like I'm back in Guangzhou when I, when I'm working on it. And, and that's, you know, it's a really great feeling to have. Mm-hmm. And, to be able to have the knowledge I have now about growing and scaling a business and putting all, you know, the majority of that energy into enter China and the community, it's, yeah, it's going to go to great places. I'm just super excited that, you know, we've set goals, you set timelines, we're on target to, you know, of course, you know, startups a little, sometimes a little in front, sometimes a little behind, but we're rolling with the punches, um, have a fantastic team in place and yeah, just, up up step by step man and i know that you know we've set the goals and now we just drive towards them and that's all we need to do and again i'm not going to stop driving until i get there so success is a foregone conclusion Mm -hmm. in my opinion i'm you know just depends on when i'm gonna get there so you talked about analysis paralysis earlier um Mm -hmm. i mean as much as we've had so much success in ec and and you know we're surrounded by all these people doing amazing things we do know that most people that start something tend to fail um Mm -hmm. why do you think that is why do you think so many startups fail so many entrepreneurs fail yeah it's uh i think it's a lack of focus and discipline of course i remember 
Tim and me had four pillars on uh, on the elevator life. Gosh, that's a throwback. <laughs> I kind of want to go read it. Uh, I, I don't know if we can anymore, but I know focus and discipline, and I, there was persistence uh, was another one. And I think you know you have to have a a strong characteristic in all these areas to succeed, right? Because it's gonna it is definitely a a high intensity sort of output that is necessary to be successful running your own business. I mean, you know, a lot of people don't think about it, but it's, it's you know, you are literally trying to p- take people's business customers and therefore their livelihood away from them when you jump into someone's niche. You know, a lot of people don't think about it like that. It's like, oh, I'm just going to start a sunglass or a watch company or a speaker company. I don't know, a board game. But, you know, you are jumping into someone else's ocean. And, you know, that is you're literally going to directly impact their lives. So, of course, it's going to be hyper competitive. So if you're if you don't have that focus and the discipline and most importantly, that persistence to just continue and continue and drive and drive no matter what happens, you know, until you reach your goals. Uh, And I think a lot of people don't have that persistence. And I think these are all things you can learn. And, you know, it's just like anything. It's not going to be immediate, but you can build it up like a muscle over time. And that's really it. I think, you know, that the whole failure and success, man, those really are choices. And a lot of people don't don't view it as such. And I, I think that's really unfortunate. So then what do you think when somebody's uh, a new entrepreneur, what are the essential habits that they have to develop that can make or break them? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, optimistic attitude is one I always, I think I've always said that. I've always, you have to be able to laugh. Uh, you have to be able to stay positive uh, because every everything around you will be negative. You know, the situation to the people surrounding you to, I mean, you know, it, I think, I think humans are like naturally pessimistic, right? By nature. And uh, don't quote me on that. I think <laughs> I've just read an article about it, but I, you yeah, know, I think it depends on who you ask, really. You yeah, know? and uh, and it's you know, there's you can always again, you can be optimistic about something or pessimistic about something. But why would you be pessimistic about something? You know, uh, I believe being optimistic is incredibly important, uh, and unre- unrelentless belief in yourself is another one. Uh, I just. I always believed I would be, you know, quote unquote successful, uh, no matter what, you know, and this is through, you know, not having a home, uh, not having a place to live, you know, not having hot water. Like it was just, you know, and again, this is, we were naive, we were young and we just wanted to keep pushing forward. And I guess, you know, the optimist, the optimism, the unrelentless belief. And I think, uh, the patience. And again, everybody wants it now, now, now. You know, and a lot of people see me, and I am relatively young, but, you know, and a lot of people just have seen the end result, right? But they didn't see the 22 to 25 year old Nick in, in Guangzhou, China, struggling for those years, right? So I, I do believe that patience is extremely important. Like, there is. 20s are when you learn, mm-hmm. you know, and like we're both still learning. And I think that's incredibly important perspective to have. Like, of course, you're going to see people who, you know, of course, you're always going to have like, you know, compare yourself to Mark Zuckerberg or, or all these people who, you know, have had, you know, billion dollar exits in their 20s and, and what have you. But at the same time, like that is that's the outlier, you know, that you know, if, you, if you're aiming for those expectations, then. You know, you need to re you need to revisit what your expectations are and why they are what they are, because reality is a lot of people, a lot of people think they need a lot more than they actually do to to live the life they want to live, and that's another thing I've learned. You know, it's actually you you don't you don't need as much as as you think you do. I think uh, a super important skill to have in business is being able to read people. Of course, you have to read. You have to be able to read people and businesses for what you do at Brink. Mm-hmm. Was that a natural skill? Is it something that you developed? How did you develop that skill? 
Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I think I am good at reading people. Uh, I think I'm very good at uh, communicating with them as a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people get along with me well. Uh, they trust me. They and and I put. I, I try to come off. Not try to come off. I'm. I mean, you know me, <laughs> Rico. Like, there's no. There's no. How I am on how I am in this interview, how I on how I am on stage, how I am when I'm partying, how I am when I'm work. It's just this is who I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's no, and that's another thing I think is so important. You know, being being who you are, and I think uh, people see me see me in various states and stages, and it's, I've just been consistently, I've I've been consistently the same person. So. For you know, people tend to respect and trust that, and, and that's why I'm able to en- engage with them well, right? Like, you know, I've, I've told a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of founders, and a lot of potential investments things that you know monetarily would have a negative impact on me mm-hmm. or my business, right? But that's, you know, again, that's not that is not my focus. My focus is them and their business and that what they want to do and what they want to accomplish. And when you can do, when you can think uh, unselfishly like that, you know, even though I've told people that, they'll still come back because of that little, you know, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, you know, well, you know, you're honest and we trusted you here and you gave us really good feedback, so now we're going to move forward with this. And it's mm-hmm. like, wow, you know, so, yeah, I don't know. I've just, again, I've just learned the the more genuine you can be about who you are and, you know, communicating that well and and being a nice person, there's, you know, and again, uh, I love Gary Vaynerchuk's statement. Like, I, w- I wish I came up with it. But the whole thing he said about, you know, building the tallest building, not because of, um, not by tearing other people down, but by just building the biggest one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I, I do not believe you have to step on other people to get higher. Like, you just have to work harder and, you know, try to climb faster and build bigger. But that does that absolutely does not mean you have to break other people down. Like I, I, I believe the opposite's true. Actually, I don't know. You know, if you help build other people up, they're going to want to do the same thing for you, right? You know, I can't even think about the amount of, uh, you know, IOU ones or you know, let me know if you need anything. How many of those I have? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not even. It's not like I'm keeping them in my pocket and counting them as currency. But it's like that's a that's a good feeling because I know that. These, these people know I've done right by them and, and they'll do right by me. And, and is that always the case? No, I've definitely been screwed over a ton of times and I will be in the future too. And I know that, but this world isn't all good people, but I believe most of it is. So, you know, that's just, and whether that, that's going to burn me in the long run or not, I don't know. I hope not. But I also know if it did and I go back to zero tomorrow, I've, you know, I've already been there. So and I've gotten here. So I know I can do it again, you know, and I guess that's where the confidence comes from. Yeah. Two things that you touched on there that I think are super important is the the openness and then um, what was the openness and being yourself. So, yeah. for example, in the podcast, like I, I swear and stuff like that. I mean, obviously not. Mm-hmm. I, you know, in my natural daily life, I swear. So on the podcast, I swear. And I remember yeah. people being like. Oh, you know, I remember one of one of my earlier customers listening to an episode and being like, "Oh, so you're gonna you're gonna swear on the podcast?" I was like, "Yeah," because that's how I talk. And I, we've had meetings where me and him, you know, talked and we used uh, we were swearing or we used like slang or whatever. And I'm like, I want it to be an accurate reflection of me. Um, and if people listen to it, they get a good feeling of who I am, and 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 they'll know that I'm a good person and I'm professional and stuff like that from the value that we're giving. Um, but if they don't want to work with me because I said the F word, it's like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, are you are you serious? Um, and then the second thing about being open is I had uh, one of my friends who also listens to, listens to podcasts say, like, man, you're so open with your business and the stuff that you talk about on, on the podcast. Are you worried about your competitors mm-hmm. listening to it and then, you know, stealing your ideas or whatever? And I was like, man, like, that's fine, but my competitors aren't me, you know? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So I mean, they're they're not the ones who came up with that idea. They can try to copy it, but they're not going to execute it the same way that I would. So I'm not. I don't worry about that. And like, I I want to be as open as possible and and help people. And you know, I feel like it comes back. So yeah, it does. It comes back, and it comes back much more than you give it out. You know, and that's why we we try to scale it through doing community plays or putting out content because then we can hit as many people as possible without having to do it one-to-one, right? We scale our time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love what you said about competition. I've never, you know, we never pay attention to that and I, and I never will either because like you said, I'm not, I'm worried about what I need to do for my business to make sure I'm delivering the best value I can to every single customer I have mm-hmm. and through every single exchange. And through that, I know I can deliver value based off of my experience I know that uh, what I need to come true or what I want to come true uh, and the goals I have will be reached. It's just a matter of time. Here's a, here's a, a habit that I took from you um, is scheduling out everything and in Google Calendar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, yeah, like, I mean, we changed the, the, the start time of this podcast like three times, but I still changed it three times in my calendar, like today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. I moved, I moved it around too. <laughs> Actually, I, just, Actually uh, I, I put it in I put it in for an hour, but we've been catching up. So yeah, yeah we've already gotten to my gym time, but it's all good, man. I'll, well, I'll move everything back 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when, did you, when did you start doing that? And is it something that you re- recommend every entrepreneur do? At what stage, I guess, do you recommend that they start to kind of schedule out their their days so regimentedly yeah uh i started again i started well one this is something the i used to just make to-do lists Uh you know i used to make to-do and must-do lists so i'd always do the must-dos before the to-dos right and then the nice to-dos so it's like you know i prioritize my day but until you actually assign time to it you 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 know you'd be surprised you know i'm I wonder how many people are listening to this podcast have opened a browser, checked Instagram, scrolled through Facebook, sent a WhatsApp message, you know, again, that's my, you know, it's like it's everybody's time. You'd be surprised how many minutes escape when you get distracted doing other things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, this is something I picked up, uh, about scheduling, like, like precisely scheduling. I picked this up from Brink. And from Bay at Brink, you know, one of the co-founders, and you know that taught me a lot about just and actually Monop Bay and Monop, the the two co-founders of Brink, they do this religiously, even though they do move things around. Like it's just good to know what you where you believe you'll be spending your time and where it actually goes. Uh, yep. And it, it just helps. Like uh, when I look at my schedule, it's easier to make plans with people, or it's easier to say no because I think that's a big issue that people have when they get started off is is saying no uh, to events and and like calls and things like that. But if you know you have your schedule planned out, like you you know it's just not going to fit in. You know. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's um, it was learning that and then realizing once I realized how important my time is. Mm-hmm. I guess that was a big light bulb moment for me, and I think. This is the mo- again. This is the most valuable asset we have, and we need to be everyone. This is the most valuable asset everyone has. You know, and they all need to be aware of how you're spending it, because it is. It flag. I cannot believe tomorrow is Thursday, and then I go. To, I'm. I just clicked on my calendar. It's like I have thirty free minutes tomorrow from nine thirty to ten a.m. And outside of that. Uh, I'm booked up until 10 p.m. tomorrow. You know, this includes lunch and gym time and, and things like that. But, you know, outside of that, like, that's just, that's my day tomorrow. And I don't even have to think about what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. And I know what my outputs are going to be from all these things that I'm doing. And they're pushing me closer to where I want to go. You know, I never have to think, oh, what am I doing now? Because I get a reminder, you know, at, you know, 350, 450, 550, any of those times. Oh, by the way, here's your next hour. It's like, great some time to transition do i need to do stretch whatever and and then get after it what's your mindset now versus when you first started out well what drives you now man as i said at the beginning just supporting other entrepreneurs and of course i love supporting all people don't get me wrong but i do know if i can support 
business owners. Like many of my investments are in the health tech space. It's like for me, if I can support these founders build their health tech companies, you know, these products will be touching millions of lives in the next few years and knowing I've had a part in that. You know what I mean? That's, of course, I could go, you know, give my time to other places. But again, when you look at it, I don't want to say with a business perspective, but from a from an impact perspective, the fact that I'm able to have influence, help influence that impact faster, sharper, and better, makes makes me super excited. And uh, as you know, as we've talked about, this really is this is my dream right now. It's it's pretty crazy, and that I, that's when I realized time is flying. And if I can help more people accomplish this, as you know. That's the goal, man. When I get to see enter China members, you know, who have crashed in my spare bedrooms or my spare apartments or who I've seen down on their luck or who have been on, you know, their final string and they need a little bit of help and to see them, you know, get me a slice of pizza or buy me a drink or, you know, something like that, you know, and it's like, you know, just Again, man, that get, that gets me going. It's like it's so it's the coolest thing to see people win. Uh, I love watching people you, win. You just reminded me of a picture that you sent. I don't know if you sent it in the WeChat group or if it was on Facebook, but it was like a picture of you sitting down with like Zam, Maurice, Alex, and maybe yeah. another EC member. And I was just thinking to myself as I looked at that picture, I was like, I started out with a lot of these guys. Like I remember Maurice and all these guys. Like we were just teaching English. And it's yep. like now they're they're in Vietnam traveling because they have you know uh, successful or relatively successful like online businesses. And Dude, yeah, I was in yeah we were in Ho Chi Minh. We all met together. Yeah. It's like freaking now Zams in Europe yeah. right now. Yeah. I'm you know I take off to the Philippines in two weeks. Maurice is in Thailand. Alex was just traveling all of Asia. Like like what is like, dude, you, I did. I told them you know you could ask them like. I, I was. I just had a huge smile on my face. I just kept saying, "Like this is so cool." Like I, I couldn't get over the fact that, you know, these guys, you know, these, as you said, you guys all came in, pretty much teaching English and trying to figure out how the hell to build a business. And for me to see you guys leverage the content, leverage the community, leverage Tim, leverage me, leverage the other people in the community, and and now be closer to where you want to be fast so much faster than we were able to do it like that just that makes me just say i need more i need to do it more you know what i mean and, and that's why that's why the break enter china acquisition happened speaking of uh maurice i think he wanted me asked to ask you this question how important do you think visual visualization and affirmation techniques are Incredibly important. One of the, if not the most important thing, uh, I think entrepreneurs need to do on a regular basis. Um, you said visualization and what else? Sorry. Affirmation. Affirmation. Yeah. Uh, I do it every day, every single day. And I can tell you everything because everything I used to see is what I do now. And everything I see now, I know I will do. Like once you'd make that first step, and again, like that unrelenting, like self belief uh, of these of these goals that you know, if you would have asked, if you would have knew me and my current and my state of this and my state and stage of entrepreneurship and, and where I was, and if you would have known me at that time and heard the things I was saying, you would, you know, you would have thought I was a crazy person, <laughs> you know. But like a few years later. Uh, I'm doing exactly what I said I would be doing and how I want to be doing it, you know, and that is, uh, and I do believe it's because every single, every single morning without fail, I do the motivational music, uh, like the speeches. Uh, I think I've shared those with you, you know, would, would love to post that playlist on here somewhere. It's a Spotify uh, playlist, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's called my life music and I've like curated my favorite 20, 30, uh, positive speeches. I do that. And then I listen to, you know my favorite songs that amp me up and then you know uh it, it's just you again i think you have to appreciate everything you know like i appreciate every single thing like i'm looking around right now you know on my table and it's like little thing of coconut water like i have some coconut i remember i'd come to 
Hong Kong from Guangzhou, and I'd be like, wow, they got coconut water in their 7-Elevens, you know, wow, you know, what a cool place. Uh, and, like, I just loved it because it's, like, smart hydration. And, like, even this, every time I, it's like, oh, so happy I can buy coconut water. So it's like you got you, you to gotta appreciate the little things, like, but I, I do believe that once you once you get what you visualize, that's one that's one thing that I think is scary that I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs, myself included, uh, have to go through. Is like you know you you accomplish your goals, and no one no one really tells you what to do after you would do that. You know what I mean? Like that's a weird. Everybody tells you set these goals, go do this, and it's like when you reach it, who who's there to tell you what to do next? Yeah. You know, so it's. Uh, I believe, and that's why I believe you have to, you know, you have to be doing what you're passionate about. You have to fulfill your why, and you have to be pushing yourself forward. Uh, because if you're not, you uh, once you do get to your finish line, so to speak, your your business finish line or the the finish line, the goal you've set up for yourself, it's like, you know, where do I go next? And that's a that's a scary question when all the doors are open and you have no limits, right? That's a that's a weird place uh, to be. So Maurice got his question and I wanted to selfishly throw in something for me. Um, I'm entering business year three now. Maurice Maurice asked that, huh? Yeah, 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 of course, of course. Yeah, I'm entering business year three. Um, In your opinion, what are the differences of business year one, year two, year three? What do you think I should be looking out for or focusing on? Uh, As you're coming into year three? Exactly, yeah. I would be focusing on optimizing structures and scaling exactly in that order. Uh, I would figure out how to make the most efficient businesses you can, you know, like what it is, like what tools you can use, what are the proper processes or processes, uh, you know, how do you, how do you trim the fat? Where's your highest, uh, where's your highest yield and ROI activity versus your lowest yield? I would figure, I would, Figure out how what is your how to make that quote unquote perfect business as close to perfect as you can. I'd put the systems and structures into place to remove, you know, to be able to make sure not remove yourself, but give you the most. Make sure that the time you're doing is very value add, mm-hmm. right? Um, one of my so perhaps the most successful of the founding team at Brink. Uh, I remember he told me. Every time he gets a piece of paper or work on his desk, he figures out how to never see it again before it leaves. And I was just like, you know, this guy, he's, you know, yeah, I I can't go into too much detail. But when I met him, he was trying to buy something for a couple hundred million, you know, dollars. (laughs) And clearly, if, if someone's trying to make a purchase like that, they figured out a thing or two about how to, you know, scale a business. And when he said that, I was like, whoa, like, you know, I've never, I've never thought about, you know, never thought about business like that. So yeah, man, I would optimize, I would system and structure the hell out of it. And then I would focus, I'd pour everything I have after I, after I prove that it still functions, I pour everything I could into scaling and building and building and building because that is, you know, as you scale up and and then everything becomes more attainable. Uh, and that's the goal, right? To grow and grow and grow. Um, but for me, I mean, it depends on also what you want as as an entrepreneur. Like for me, uh, you know, some people want to be location independent. Some people want to drive a Lamborghini. Some people, you know, want to start a family and you know settle down some like in a, in a different part of the world. It, it all depends on you as a business. But for me, uh, I feel based off what I've known about your business and conversations we've had, like those would be the next three steps. What do you think are the differences generally between year one, year two and year three? Yeah, I think year one is people are trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Like just in general. Uh, I think they're trying to figure like year one, you're just trying to see like, will anybody transact with me right will anybody give me money to do something <laughs> uh, i mean it, it, it depends on the niche but i mean quite i mean year one you're more like you're more i guess year one i'd put it as validating you know and if you do validate it then year two i think you're testing and figuring things out right where it's like 
you know, oh, is this the idea? You know, is that the idea? Um, what works? What doesn't work? And then I think year three is really the year where it's like, okay, I've you know I've proven this works. I've figured out how it works best. Now it's time to you know optimize, structure, and scale this son of a gun. You know, so I think that actually flows pretty well. Mm-hmm. That was kind of yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like that's that's where I'd really put it, man. I would I would invest in yourself. Make sure you're comfortable. Uh, you know, and you're young, so you got a lot of years. And I would just I would just hustle and hustle and hustle because I my biggest thing is, you know, I'm one of the youngest team members now. I'm the youngest founding team member by quite a few years at Brink. And of the rest of the team there, I'm still one of the youngest. Uh, and I still see, you know, we, as you get older, things do get harder. That's That's a universal fact of life, right? It does get harder to put in those 18-hour days. It is harder to you know, uh, have less sleep. You can, your body can't handle as much. Like, so right now, that's what I would say. Like, dude, you should, you know, these next few years are your opportunity to take care of yourself for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's how I, that's how I view it too. You know, even though people, you know, technically, yeah, they could, uh, I could go do whatever for, for a while and uh, and it'd be fine but that's not that's not what motivates me right well and that again that would never motivate me I, I try to take holidays and I don't do something for like one full day and I am bored out of my school and that's just another sign that it's not the time it's not the time for me to go you know sit on the beach and read a book for a weekend it's a time for me to continue to do what I love and I'm passionate to do awesome I'm gonna jump into the closing questions a little bit sure. personal. Uh, okay. you, you've mentioned that you journal every week, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yep. It'd be interesting to know what kind of format you use. Are you free-forming? Is there, are there specific questions you ask yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, so, I mean, for me, I'm looking at my journal right now. It's more about, uh, it's more about just like life updates. Uh, like I've switched. I, re- I really, I'm sure there's a term for it. I'm sorry, I don't know it. Uh, but it's more for me, uh, it, it's my way of doing, I don't like the word therapy, but I'll use it here. So, you know, it's a way to kind of get my thoughts out, you know, the things that you want to talk about, the things that you're thinking about. Um, I, I believe putting things down on paper is makes them so much more real. And then in the end, this is how I advise any, this is how I mentor anyone. I, I'll tell this to anybody. I don't care how successful they are or how early stage they are. I genuinely believe putting putting these things, your goals, your thoughts, your questions, your concerns out on paper make it so much more real to where you'll actually take action on them. Um, but, I, but my main goal now is uh, to, I, I reflect a lot. Uh, I reflect, I see where I'm doing well, where I can improve where I need to maintain, uh, I refine it and then I improve and, and I'm just, I'm consistently trying to make myself better. And I, I believe, yeah, I, you know, I think I'm very strong in certain areas, but I also know that, uh, I have, I need to improve a lot in other areas, you know, and I'm, there's, you know, there's no one who is perfect, uh, no matter how perfect they try to be or they try to front, right? Like, a lot of people, uh, if you looked at, you know, if you look at people's lives and they look like they're perfect, Hong Kong is an incredible place to do this. You know, you see the successful people with the nice fancy jobs and the nice suits at the nice restaurants. But man, you should see these people after a couple of drinks, mm-hmm. you know, or you should, you should see these people, you know, the, 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 like the insecurities they have or what's happening inside. And that's my whole, <laughs> dude, yeah, it's like, just like, why are you? Like why 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 can't you just be you? Mm. You know, like uh, I'm me. I know I am far from perfect, and I know I have areas where I need to improve, and and that's what I'm always writing about. Um, uh, yeah, and I I'm, I constantly write down things I'd like to solve or problems. Like when I was in India this past month, like the um, you know, obviously you know staying staying at some very nice hotels and then you, you know you walk outside and, and there's you know people sleeping at the bus stops people sleeping in the streets and it's like man like why yeah like literally it's like why 
how do I make this gap not so big? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have an answer, but it's these little things where it's like, oh, you know, I want to, I know I want to figure this stuff out, but it's just don't have the time, you know, right now figuring out how I get to the position where I can actually make that great impact, whatever that is. Smallest thing you've done that's brought you the largest results in your business? Rate my days. Rate my days. Uh, end of every day. Uh, another thing, I don't know if I've told you this either. Or I think maybe we've talked about it. Uh, very simple. Zero to ten. And, you know, zero's the worst, ten's the best. And then I'll write down, you know, quick one to two sentences about why that day was what it was. And you would be shocked to see why I believe like, you'd be shocked. I'm sure if you did this for a few months to start tracking, you know, why this is your, you know, what's the difference between a seven and an eight, you know, um, you know, why am I having sixes versus, you know, nines here? And it's like, it's all data, man. And again, this is a whole reflect, refine, improve thing is like, I love looking at this and saying, oh, you know, oh, that's interesting. You know, because, you know, not to go into too much detail, but any day that was, you know, a five or a six for me, the day before I'd done something uh, that I, you know, that was stupid. And it was like, well, you know, okay, clearly you shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's, and, and I think that's something that, again, it's so easy. Put a remi- I have a reminder in my calendar every day at 6 p.m. Rate your day. And, and that's it. And it's just you're tracking, you'll you'll start to track these little tendencies. This is how, you know, my, I noticed, dude, working with my investments, you know, even, no matter how long, how late, whatever the topic, working with them through problems and customer development, customer discovery, planning for their launch, those days may be the longest, but they were the highest rate. And that's when I was like, man, this is really what I enjoy. You know, these are the most fulfilling days for me. And that's what brought it full circle back to enter China. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. these little things that are so simple, but you learn so much about yourself are, are so important. Who were your role models starting out and who inspires you now? Man, uh, I would say they are the same role models uh, as I had before. Uh, Tony Robbins, what a, what a legend. And the fact that he has been doing the same thing for the past 17, 30 ish years and he's still a legend at it mm-hmm. and he still loves it it's obvious like that guy has nailed his why you know like he he knows exactly why he's here and he's monetized like a son of a gun out of it <laughs> but you know but at the same time look at all the value look at all the lives he's changed look at everything he's given to the people he works with like doesn't get clearer than that um richard branson you know, these are the two answers I've given in, in other interviews. I'll, I'll add one more after this, but Richard Branson, uh, man, I just feel that the way he runs his businesses and the way he treats people, like what, what better way to win being loved by everybody you work with, you know, and, and being, you know, it's, you know, it's like he even in his interviews, he's like, he has a hard time firing people. You know, like because he doesn't like it, and uh, and again, I you know I don't think that's the best either. But at the same time, if you can if you can win and enable your team to win out of admiration rather than fear, then you will win as a business owner because these people have to want you to win. The people you work with, your staff, your you know any anyone, you you need them. To want having them push you forward is so much better than having them try to pull you back. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. your momentum is so much stronger. And then Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, because of reading his book Crush It, uh, you know, Tim and me applied some of that stuff to the elevator life. But what I love about Gary, one, he keeps it real, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe I try to keep it as real as possible too. Um, you know, sometimes he goes a little off the side, but that's his personality, <laughs> and. Uh, and what's most important, I love how he, how really is about the input and the hustle. How he's like, I'm doing 20-hour days. Uh, I want to buy a $4 billion business. And he's like, and this isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Like, I don't, I don't think what you and me do, the amount of time we put in is for everybody. Is for everybody. I know people who need, you know, who don't need or want nearly as much. 
And I know people who are living the life, a perfect, like their the their perfect lives right now. You know, um, with their businesses that they have at the stage they have them, and mm-hmm. that's that's all I care about, dude. Just don't complain. Figure out what you want to do. Get there and be happy with it. And my what I love is like he doesn't. His whole thing isn't about getting everybody to a hundred million dollar exit. His whole thing is figure it out what you want to do and go do that and be happy that you're able to do it and don't complain. That's it. If someone were to understand you better, what three books, podcasts, blogs should they listen or read? To? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, the Slide Edge. I always say that. Um, I, I that's you know influenced a lot still today. Uh, about how I think, uh, how to win friends and influence people. That one as well is fantastic. Uh, and being able to, I think this has to do with the way I communicate and engage with people definitely influenced me there. And, uh, and how successful people think is another great book because it's just, again, this, and the mindset that you and me both share, like the commonalities, this is, this is not, we were not born with it. We had some instilled in us, but these are things that were learned and practiced and things that we, you know, had to actively improve on, like learning math or learning history. You know what I mean? The same thing. Mm-hmm. We had to learn to train ourselves to act and think a certain way. And because we were able to do that, we we're able to enjoy, you know, things that might not, that most people won't get to, you know? All right, Nick, I know it's much longer than you expected it to be. But yeah, uh, I think this... Trim it down for the audience, man. Man, I bad. think I was just thinking to myself, I'm going to make this into a two-parter. You know, keep, okay. them, keep them wanting more. Uh, cool, man. Is, cool. There, is there anything that I didn't touch on that you want to you wanna say before we, we cut the podcast? Uh, I mean, very simply, man, uh, I would just love to say if, if you are an entrepreneur out there or... If you want, if you think you're interested in in entrepreneurship or you know being a physical product entrepreneur, please come check out Enter China. Reach out to us, uh, you know, support at enterchina.co, and get in touch. See what we can do. Nice. All right, uh, Nick, man, thanks for being on the podcast. It's been an epic episode. Like I think I'm probably going to do the two parts. Okay. And uh, cool. if you guys want to reach out to me, that's podcast at sourcewineasia.com and of course Instagram at sourcewineasia going to be at this stage I think when this podcast comes out I will have like my vlog going and Instagram oh, videos up as well yeah alright turn a five star hotel to a trap house roaches everywhere like we forgot to take the trash out flood my cross with ice and money my religion got my baby mama in my side bitch kissing I turn the wrist into a lean house. This the sixth time getting kicked out. I can't feel my face, I'm on auto raw nauseous. Niggas tryna ride my fucking wave, now they salty. Running with the wave, get you killed quick. Shoot you in your bag like you're rich. Lamessa, Cobra, no life to afterlife, my whole life, my whole life.